We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cass. Good morning. A child takes revenge on an abusive foster mother. A grieving sister casts a spell to resurrect her brother. The tables take a monstrous turn when a father and son go elk hunting. These are the kinds of spine-chilling tales you read in Never Whistle at Night, an indigenous dark fiction anthology. The collection features 26 short stories, some supernatural, some grounded in earthly horrors by indigenous authors from Canada and the United States. The anthology was co-edited by Shane Hawk and Theodore C. Van Alst, Jr. Van Alst, an enrolled member of the Mackinac Bands of Chippewa and Ottawa Indians, joins us this morning by Zoom. His books include the coming-of-age story collection Sacred Smokes and its follow-up Sacred City. Welcome to the show, Ted. Well, thanks so much for having me, Sheila. I really appreciate being here. And also with us is Danny Trujillo, who lives in Baltimore. Originally from Colorado, Trujillo is of Pueblo and Mexican descent. Her story in Never Whistle at Night is titled Snakes Are Born in the Dark. Welcome, Danny. Hi, happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Ted, what does the title Never Whistle at Night mean? Well, when Shane and I were working on titles, we kind of wanted to sort of allude to what might be in store for the readers in this collection we were proposing. And in a lot of traditions, um, there are prohibitions against whistling at night um, in indigenous traditions and, and, and across the globe too, there are in, in other ways, but for particularly, I think for native folks, um, the never whistle at night um, because you never know who will follow that whistle or who will return that whistle or who might follow you home or who might appear in the woods while you're doing it. So uh, never whistle at night is sort of a, a preparatory phrase for what might happen in the book. Hmm. Ted, this is not strictly a horror collection. It's dark fiction. How do you define that? Well, I mean, we wanted to to make sure, and that's right on the cover, it's a dark fiction anthology. What we wanted to do was <clears throat> have an open call as well as uh, some invited reader or invited writers. And we got a, a, a mix of half and half. And what we wanted folks to do was write those stories, write those those dark stories, those stories that keep you up at night. Hopefully they'll keep the readers up at night. Um, tell tell those dark stories and really entertaining and, and, and what is your best way possible. And sometimes those are just straight horror stories. Sometimes those are darkly psychological uh, thrillers and terrors. It, it We just really wanted to leave it open. And so we did the broad dark fiction, but we were going for, for horror, traditional stories, whatever folks wanted to tell. Danny, your story, Snakes Are Born in the Dark, takes place in the Southwest, in the Four Corners region, where Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and Utah meet. Tell us a bit about what happens. Yeah, uh, I have some characters that are going on a hike. We have Peter, who's my main character, and he's hiking with Maddie and her boyfriend, Adam. And they're hiking up to see some petroglyphs. And Adam and Maddie make some curious decisions that kind of strand the three of them in the desert overnight. Well, and Maddie is Peter's cousin. She is stricken by what may be a curse. Maybe it's a terrible allergic reaction. From head to toe, she develops boils filled with pus that burst (laughs) and bleed. What power does this kind of gruesome imagery hold? 
Yeah, I think body horror is really powerful. Um, just the image of it, kind of imagining that there's this sort of physical consequence for whatever's caused this magic to happen. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really interesting way to kind of, even though it's written in third person, it kind of brings the reader into it and it maybe makes them feel disgusted. It makes them imagine if they had boils with pus and makes their skin crawl, you know, it kind of gives you those full body chills. Yeah, it sure made my skin crawl. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cass speaking with author Danny Trujillo, who contributed a short story to Never Whistle at Night, an indigenous dark fiction anthology. Also with us is co-editor and author Ted Van Alst, Jr. Ted, your story is titled The Longest Street in the World. What kind of darkness does this story explore? Well, I mean, I'm from Chicago, and so we know the most important longest street in the world is Western Avenue, uh, not whatever's <laughs> happening in Toronto. Um, but it also, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's sort of a cosmic ending to it. But I, I like what, what Danny said, and, and in a lot of these stories, there are consequences, right? Whether it's colonialism, whether it's just casual and careless violence towards people. And so in this story, this, um, uh, you know, Johnny Jr. is just doing his day, doing his business, when this sort of random attack by, you know, a, a, a car full of college kids from out south um, attack him. And and there are consequences that to be paid for that. And and I write almost exclusively. My stories are all set up on the north side of Chicago. And I really wanted to push myself. I wrote a south side story and I wanted to write a monster story. So it's a story about consequences um, and and what a what a trip down the longest street in the world might look like. I heard an interview you did where you talked about this post apocalypse we're living in lends itself to these ideas. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by post-apocalypse? Well, if you think of what Native nations have endured since contact or whatever we want to call it, you know, there's there's a lot of, I think, in the popular realm, you know, whether it's Mad Max or, or The Road, whatever we're watching, this sort of post-apocalypse and how fearful that can be. For Native nations, that apocalypse has happened. We've had this contact We've had these invasions, wars, diseases, all of these things that happen have happened to Native nations uh, who endure and who create and write and work through it and do all of the things that they try to imagine in post-apocalyptic stories. But what you really need to do is look here and see how people are managing those things on a day-to-day -day basis. Danny, why did you decide to submit a story to this collection? What, what appealed to you about the goal of this project? I had never really seen anything like it before. Um, I think even now I, they were scouting for project um, or for writers, I think, what, like three <laughs> years ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and back then there was nothing like this. And now that it's come out, I think there's still nothing really like this, where it's a dark horror from the big five with, you know, all indigenous authors. It's a really unique situation to be in. Um, I feel really lucky, really honored to be part of it. I saw the open call probably like two weeks before um, it closed and I wrote Snakes that quickly and I edited it as quick as I could and I sent it in not really expecting anything. So when I was chosen, it was really, really exciting. Um, and yeah, I feel really lucky to be part of 
this new book and and making an impact with all of us being Indigenous and doing it this way. I'm super excited. <laughs> Ted, what, why do you think the horror genre is so popular? I mean, why, why do you think we're drawn to the experience of being frightened or disturbed? I think there's a lot happening in that for writers or artists and creators and filmmakers, it's a it's a pretty plastic genre. I mean, traditionally, it's been a conservative, you know, admonition against, you know, sex or stepping out of the box or whatever it happened to be. But I find it to be a really plastic genre where you can project all kinds of fears, where you can um, examine consequence without consequence. Right. So you imagine what it might be like. Um, if you did X, Y, or Z, or this happened to a friend of yours, or whatever it could be. So there's this whole world where you can watch these things play out. And it's really fascinating because there are there are real consequences within the world that's been created, but you get to live outside of it. And so I think there's a lot of room for for you know for fantasy, for projection, for all of those things. And horror has the shakiest of foundations. It's a world where anything is possible. So once you once you accept that, I think there's a lot that you can do within that stage. Danny, your debut novel, Lizards Hold the Sun, is a romance, which leads me to ask, you don't feel any particular draw to one type of genre? Um, I think those are the two that I am most drawn to would be horror and romance. Um, I think kind of like how love and hate toe a fine line, horror and romance do as well. Um, I think there's something sometimes horrific about falling in love. Sometimes you feel like you've lost a piece of yourself. Sometimes you have to come to terms with pieces of yourself that you didn't want to face. And sometimes horror is like that too. Sometimes you're being chased by a scary monster, but you're also having your past catch up to you or something like that. Um, so yeah, I like both <laughs> and I hope to write in both forever. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Ted, what do you want readers to take away from this project? I think what I'd like folks to realize is is well, probably two things. One, it is a dark fiction anthology. You know, I've seen some people who, well, you know, a lot of times what happens in, in Native Lit is it gets read in ethnographic ways. And it's not an ethnography. This is a fiction collection. So these are people writing fiction, right? These are not true stories or or legends or myths or in, in a lot of ways. They're just, it's just a fictive, you know, um, undertaking. The other thing that I wanted to do was um, let folks know just how diverse Indian country really is, how many traditions, how many folks, how wide ranging artistic production is and how just geographically wide indigenous folks are so we have stories from way up north and stories from the southwest and we travel east and what i try to do in 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 putting the the order together of the stories was show that and then we eventually return to the north with wob's um book where with wob's story at the end of the book sorry and so that's what i'm hoping for is that it's a it's a it's a dark fiction collection folks are super creative and it's really diverse. Indian country is a really diverse place. Well, just from the stories I've sampled, it's both scary and, and thought-provoking. I, I appreciate your talking to us about it. Thank you both. You bet. Thanks so much for having me, Sheila. Thanks for doing this today. Thanks, Danny. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It was nice to meet you. Theodore C. Van Alst, Jr. co-edited with Shane Hawk the collection Never Whistle at Night, an indigenous dark fiction anthology. Danny Trujillo is one of the project's contributors. 
Short break now on the record when we're back. A Stoop Story. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us.